from the rule of our Holy Father Saint Benedict, chapter the 48th. If any brother who has been frequently corrected for some fault or even excommunicated do not amend, let a more severe chastisement be applied. That is, let the punishment of stripes be administered to him. But if even then he do not correct himself, or perchance, which God forbid, puffed up with pride, even wish to defend his deeds, then let the abbot act like a wise physician. If he hath applied fomentations and the unction of his admonitions, the medicine of the Holy Scriptures, and the last remedy of excommunication or corporal chastisement, and if he see that his labours are of no avail, let him add what is still more powerful, his own prayers and those of all the brethren for him, that God, who is all-powerful, may work the cure of the sick brother. But if he be not healed, even by this means, then at length let the abbot use the sword of separation, as the apostle saith, put away the evil one from you, and again, if the faithless one depart, let him depart, lest one diseased sheep should taint the whole flock. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. It's clear from the tone of this chapter that our Father St. Benedict has had a first-hand experience of the things he describes. There have always been Christians, even within the cloister, who resist the grace of conversion. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. One can easily develop an affection for one's sin. One convinces oneself that a particular indulgence makes life with all its hardships less unbearable. One talks oneself into believing that one cannot change when in truth one no longer wants to change. How easy it is to grow old in one's sins, the way one grows used to wearing a comfortable pair of slippers. God forbid that in the monastic life patterns of sin should become so routine as to blind a monk to the point of not seeing that his habitual offenses are alienating him from God and will precipitate his descent into hell. The offender, deluded by pride, can even begin to rationalize his attachment to sin. The abbot, therefore, is obliged to intervene before occasional faults metastasize into the systemic faults, vices in other words, that are much more difficult to excise from one's life and from the life of the community. St. Benedict orders the interventions of the abbot in five incremental steps. These five steps are 1. Fomentations and admonitions. 
These are remedies that any wise physician would employ. A fomentation, or poultice, is the application of a hot compress with or without some medicinal herb to relieve pain and reduce inflammation. It is not uncommon that certain vices are merely an attempt to treat an underlying emotional pain. Repeated sin causes spiritual inflammation. What sort of fomentations would the abbot use? Kind words capable of opening the heart, words of light and of hope, strong words to quicken the will and spur it in the right direction. Very often, a few honest heart-to-heart -heart conversations are sufficient to bring about an opening to grace and a fresh beginning. Two, the medicine of the Holy Scriptures. The Word of God is a powerful cleansing agent, a mighty disinfectant, a healing balm. The abbot will direct the wayward brother to certain passages of sacred scripture, especially to those given in Holy Mass and the Divine Office, enjoining him to read them, to repeat them, to pray them, until at length they effect an inward conversion. This is why I gave each one of them at Christmas uh, the Book of Evagrius, with the passages from sacred scripture um, appropriate to each uh, kind of sin and vice. Certain patterns of sin or vices can be traced back to the neglect and then abandonment of Lexio Divina. Lexio Divina is uh, particularly uh, related to the virtue of chastity. Um, Saint Jerome, among others, uh, says that the uh, meditation of the Word of God, by this he means the repetition of the Word of God, um, keeps a man's heart clean. Excommunication. By excommunication, a brother is excluded from the choir and from the common table. He is given time out, time to think, time to be alone with himself. Excommunication is an opportunity to enter into the desert. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and will lead her into the wilderness, and I will speak to her heart. Some time apart can be a salutary thing. Too much time apart can have a negative effect and even endanger a brother's vocation. Fourth, corporal punishment. St. Benedict does not shrink from the use of corporal punishment. He knows that man is a composite of body and soul. The underlying principle is that the physical may be engaged in the process of conversion, so as to dispose one hardened in sin to yield to the gentle and powerful action of divine grace. To this end, 
some form of corporal participation in the labor of conversion remains salutary. This may be as simple as depriving a brother of his portion of wine, a classic remedy, especially in Italy, or of obliging him to put order in his workshop or cell or to weed an overgrown patch of garden. These today would constitute corporal punishment. Five, the prayer of the abbot and of all the brethren. It may surprise some to find that St. Benedict puts this remedy last. He is referring here not merely to a private supplication on behalf of the erring brother, but to a full-scale mobilization of the entire community's intercessory prayer, that God, who is all-powerful, may work the cure of the sick brother. This is a particularly beautiful uh, phrase in this chapter. Ut Dominus qui omnia potest operetur salutem circa infirmum fratrem. In St. Benedict's day, this may very well have taken on a public quasi-liturgical character. Today, an abbot may direct his community to join him in making a novena for a brother in dire spiritual straits, or he may gather his community around him in a confident prayer of intercession, trusting in our Lord's words, again I say to you, that if two of you shall consent upon earth concerning anything whatsoever they shall ask, it shall be done to them by my Father who is in heaven. For where there are two or three gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. When all of these remedies have been brought to bear upon a sick brother, the abbot may be obliged to act in the best interest of the monastic family by using the sword or scalpel of separation. It is clear that for St. Benedict this is a last resort. The monk, hardened in sin, remains a son of the monastic household. It is a wrenching and terrible thing to have to send him away, analogous to sending away one's own troubled adolescent in order to protect the younger siblings of the family. In our day, an abbot cannot proceed with separation from the community without following strictly the procedure required by canon law. So there's much in this uh, in this chapter. But if I if I had to choose a single phrase, as I often try to do from each chapter, I try to choose a single um, uh, great principle in each chapter. In this one, it would be "Ut Dominus qui omnia potes." Operatus salutem circa in firmum fratrem. For me, that is the most important um, phrase in the chapter. That God, who is all powerful, may work the cure of the sick brother.